Welcome to Classical Music for Stories. Welcome to this week's episode of Classical Music, The Stories. I believe I just stopped the music playing at the point where you get flung into the rapids of what can be known as Antonin Dvorak's Symphony No. 9 from the New World. And my sincere apologies for that. Um, I know for sure that if I was listening to it and it cut off at that exact point where the excitement is just about to get moving, I would be very angry. Um, but because it's quite a long movement, um, it's 12 minutes, which is the longest piece I've done yet on this podcast, I won't be starting it at the end of the podcast from the beginning again. It'll pick up exactly where we left off um, only moments ago. Um, so, as I've said already, this is going to be the episode on Vorjak's Ninth Symphony, which is infamous almost, um, and that's solely down to the second movement, the second movement which um, everyone knows, the Largo. And the do, 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 do. Even people who don't listen to classical music know that tune. Um, that's fascinating to me, how uh, a piece of music can reach even uh, people who don't necessarily find this genre very interesting. Um, personally, I don't... I, as much as I love the second movement, and I think it's very beautiful, and the harmonies are absolutely to die for, I just have... Um, a feeling that sometimes it can be a bit overplayed. Um, and I prefer the first movement, the first movement which we'll be discussing today in this episode. Um, Vorjak wrote his Ninth Symphony um, while he was in the New World, which at that point was America. Um, America recently being a place where Europeans were flocking over for opportunities and jobs. 
um, there was a woman there um, going by the name of Jeanette Thurber and she just founded a new music school in New York called New York called the National Conservatory of Music and she was hunting desperately for a director um, she didn't go for someone American because at that point classical music was still something quite new to America um, so she then uh, went to Dvorak who at that point was his career had really taken off he was the professor of the Prague um, music school and he was teaching everyone said he had a proper flair for teaching he was composing loads of music um, and he just he was in his prime at that point so um, she hired him uh, um, and we know the salary he was being paid fifteen thousand um, dollars a year which in those days was immense so it was a very very good job and Dvorak took it he went over to America then in 1892 he went to New York and he wasn't comfortable there in the slightest actually he didn't enjoy it at all um, so he spent three years there before returning back to Prague where he felt most comfortable um, while however his time in America was short a lot of music um, which uh, is quite well known, um, was composed there by him. Uh, for example, his New New World Symphony. He composed that in 1893, which is a year after he moved in to America. He also composed his Quartet Number no. 12, which is the American Quartet. Um, also very beautiful. I highly recommend that. He composed his Te Deum, uh, which was premiered by the New York Philharmonic, who also premiered his New World Symphony. Um, it wasn't bad for Dvorak musically he just wasn't happy there and that's all um, but onto the New World Symphony itself um, he was inspired by all these African-American spirituals that were being sung and arranged by his students for one thing but also being sung by the people who lived in New York um, and the musicologists have theorised and to some bit um, can be recognised that in the first movement, the one that I'm talking about here, um, and the second theme of that, the bom 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 bom, which is the first thing you're going to hear now after me talking to you, that is thought to be the spiritual swing low, sweet chariot. Um, there's a lot of controversy about that, of course. People don't necessarily agree with that. But um, a, lot of, a lot of people also do agree with that. They can hear it almost. It's not a direct copy of the tune, um, but Dvorak certainly made it his own. And that is thought to be what you can hear in the first movement. The opposite happened with the second movement, where Dvorak uh, made up the melody, the Largo tune, and that was turned into a spiritual then. Um, so it went both ways, really, for the symphony. He premiered it then in... 1893 on both the 15th or was it the 16th of December no one quite knows um, the official date was the 16th of December um, but there was there's also thought that there was a an open concert in which people could walk in and listen to it on the 15th the day before um, with Dvorak on the podium on the conducting podium um, it's believed that crowds were queuing for ages outside in the pouring rain to try and get 
even just a note of this symphony that had been composed by this incredible European Czech composer. Um, no, but the, 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 the first official performance was on the 16th of December and Dvorak watched it. He was in the audience. He didn't conduct that one. But uh, um, it, what, what was also in the program was it started with his um, symphony number no. nine. Then you had Brahms Violin Concerto. Um, I've already talked about Brahms in this podcast. Um, and it was all wrapped up by Felix Mendelssohn, who I will talk about next week. His incidental music to A Midsummer Night's Dream, uh, which is, of course, the famous play by William Shakespeare. Um, it is deemed to be a massive success, this concert. The New York, New York Evening Post said, Anyone who heard it could not deny that it is the greatest symphonic work ever composed in this country. That's a massive compliment, I would say. I'd say Dvorak was very, very proud about that. Yet he did move back two years later to Prague. Um, and that was the end of his American adventure, I guess. Um, the music of the first movement, I think, uh, whenever I hear it, I imagine um, a ship on the sea and the uh, dum bum 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 is like a wave. It goes up and it goes down and it's, it's quite a stormy voyage. Um, but there's moments of calm, which you can hear every now and again before it goes into absolute uproar. Um, and the only thing I can think of when I listen to it is this image of the sea and of this ship trying to get through it. It's like a constant struggle before finally when the last notes crash down, you're then greeted by the chords of the second movement, um, which I believe is the arrival to the new world, to America, after the long, stormy, quite difficult voyage. Um, I don't know if any of you have something similar, but that's certainly what is going through my head when I listen to this music. Um, I'd also like to point out that the harmonies that Dvorak uses are divine there's just it's not sometimes it's not the harmonies you'd expect um, sometimes it is but uh, they're all different they're all so I don't know how to describe it really like some of the chords Dvorak uses are just they're unique to him I would think I don't think anyone else would have thought to use it like that um, but once again, I would think that that would come from his his inspiration of the North American tribes. Um, so yeah, that's the music of the first movement. So, after that ten minute interlude between the prelude of that movement and the Allegro con fuoco, which by the way means uh, fast and full of fire, um, we now return to the Allegro con Fuoco, which we haven't heard yet. It's also the, um, as I mentioned before, the tune of Swing Low, Sweet Chariot, according to some musicologists. Um, thank you very, very much for listening to this week's episode. Um, and be ready, of course, for next week when it is released at 12 p.m. on Sunday. Here now is the remainder of the first movement of Dvorak's Symphony No. 9 from the New World, performed by the Chicago Symphony Orchestra under the baton of Sir George Schulte. Thank you very, very much for listening. Mm-hmm.